This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Gordon Mackenzie. The Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. The Miller's Tale. The Prologue. When that the knight had thus his tale told, in all the rout was neither young nor old that he not said it was a noble story, and worthy to be drawn to memory, and namely the gentles every one. Our host then laughed and swore, So may I gone, this goes aright, unbuckled is the mail, Let's see now who shall tell another tale, For truly this game is well begun. Now telleth ye, Sir Monk, if that ye can, Somewhat to quitten with the knight's tale. The miller, that fordrunken, was all pale, So that unneths upon his horse he sat, he would Availen neither hood nor hat, nor abide no man for his courtesy, but in Pilate's voice he gan to cry, and swore by arms and by blood and bones, I can a noble tale for the nuns, with which I will now quite the knight's tale. Our host saw well how drunk he was of ale, and said, Robin, abide my leave, brother. Some better man shall tell us first another. Abide, and let us work thriftily. By God's soul, quoth he, that will not I, for I will speak, or else go my way. Our host answered, Tell on a devil way, thou art a fool. Thy wit is overcome. Now hearken, quoth the miller, all and some, for first I make a protestation that I am drunk, I know it by my sound, and therefore if that I misspeak, or say, white it the ale of Southwark, I you pray, for I will tell a legend and a life both of a carpenter and of his wife, how that a clerk hath set the right's cap. The reeve answered and said, Stint thy clap. Let be thy lewd drunken harlotry. It is a sin, and eke a great folly to appear in any man, or him defame, and eke to bring wives in evil name. Thou mayest enough of other things sayin'. This drunken miller spake full swoon again, and said, Leave brother Oswald, who hath no wife, he is no cuckold. But I say not therefore that thou art one. There be full good wives, many one. Why art thou angry with my tale now? I have a wife, pardy, as well as thou, yet an old I, 
for the oxen and my plough, taken upon me more than enough, to demon of myself that I am one. I will believe well that I am none. An husband should not be inquisitive of God's privity, nor of his wife, so he may find God's foison there, of the remnant needeth not to inquire. What should I more say, but that this miller, he would his words for no man forbear, but told his churlish tale in his manner, Methinketh that I shall rehearse it here, and therefore every gentle wight I pray, for God's love, to deem not that I say of evil intent, but that I must rehearse their tales all, be they better or worse, or else falsen some of my matir, and therefore whoso list it not to hear, turn o'er the leaf, and choose another tale, for he shall find enough both great and smale of storiol thing that toucheth gentleness, and eke morality and holiness. Blame not me if that ye choose amiss. The miller is a churl, ye know well this. So was the reeve, with many other mo, and harlotry they told both too. Avise you now, and put me out of blame, and eke men should not make earnest of game. THE TALE Willem there was dwelling in Oxenford a rich nof that guests held to board, and of his crafty was a carpenter. With him there was dwelling a poor scholar, had learned art, but all his fantasy was turned to learn astrology. He could a certain of conclusions to deem by interrogations, if that men asked him in certain hours, when that men should have drought or else showers, or if men asked him what should fall of everything, I may not reckon all. This clerk was called Hendy Nichols. Of Dern love he knew, and of solace, and therewith he was sly and full privy, and like a maiden meek for to see. A chamber had he in that hostelry, alone withouten any company. Full fetisly I dight with herbs swoot, and he himself was sweet as is the root of licorice or any set a wall. His almagest and books great and small, his astrolabe belonging to his art, his ogrim stones laid fair apart on shelves couched at his bed's head, his pressy covered with a folding red. And all above there lay a gay psaltery, On which he made at night's melody, So sweetly the chamber rang. And Angelus ad virginum he sang, And after that he sung the king's note, Full often blessed was his merry throat, 
and thus this sweet clerk his time spent after his friend's finding and his rent this carpenter had wedded new a wife which that he loved more than his life of eighteen year i guess she was of age jealous he was and held her narrow in cage for she was wild and young and he was old and deemed himself belike a cuckold he knew not cato for his wit was rude that bade a man wed his similitude men should wedden after their estate for youth and eld are often at debate but since that he was fallen in the snare he must endure as other folk his care fair was this young wife and therewithal as any weasel her body gent and small a saint she weared barred all of silk a barm cloth eke as white as morning milk upon her lens full of many a gore white was her smock and broidered all before and eke behind on her collar about of coal-black silk within and eke without the tapes of her white volupere were of the same suit of her colour her fillet broad of silk and set full high and sickerly she had a lycoris eye full small it pulled were her brows too and they were bent and black as any slow she was well more blissful on to see than is the new pergenet tree and softer than the wool is of a weather and by her girdle hung a purse of leather tasselled with silk and pearled with laton in all this world to seeken up and down there is no man so wise that could thench so gay a popolot or such a wench full brighter was the shining of her hue than in the tower the noble forged knew but of her song it was as loud and yearn as any swallow chittering on a burn there too she could skip and make a game as any kid or calf following his dame her mouth was sweet as bracket or as meath or hoard of apples laid in hay or heath wincing she was as is a jolly colt long as a mast and upright as a bolt a brooch she bare upon her low collar as broad as is the boss of a buckler her shoon were laced on her legs high 
she was a primarol, a pigisnai, for any lord to have ligging in his bed, or yet for any good yeoman to wed. Now, sir, and eft, sir, so befell the case, that on a day this Hendy Nicholas fell with this young wife to rage and play, while that her husband was at Ossonay. As clerks be full subtle and full quaint, and privily he caught her by the quaint, and said, I wis but if I have my will, for dern love of thee, the man I spill, and held her fast by the haunch-bones, and said, Lemon, love me well at once, or I will die, and also God me save. And she sprang as a colt doth in the trave, and with her head she writhed fast away, and said, I will not kiss thee by my fay. Why, let be, quoth she, let be, Nicholas, or I will cry out, Hero, and alas, do away your hands for your courtesy. This Nicholas gan mercy for to cry, and spake so fair, and proffered him so fast, that she her love him granted at the last, and swore her oath by St. Thomas of Kent, that she would be at his commandment, when that she may her leisure well espy. My husband is so full of jealousy, that but ye wait well, and be privy, I wot right well I am but dead, quoth she. Ye must be full dern as in this case. Nay, thereof, care thee not, quoth Nicholas. A clerk had litherly beset his wile, but if he could a carpenter beguile. And thus they were accorded and sworn to wait a time, as I have said before, when Nicholas had done thus every deal, and thwacked her about the lens well, he kissed her sweet and taketh his psaltery, and playeth fast, and maketh melody. Then fell it thus, that to the parish church of Christ's own works for to work, this good wife went upon a holy day. Her forehead shone as bright as any day, so was it washen when she left her work. Now was there of that church a parish clerk, the which that was yclept Absalon. Curled was his hair, and as the gold it shone, and strutted as a fan, large and broad, full straight, and even lay his jolly shod. 
His road was red, his iron gray as goose, With Paul's windows carven on his shoes, In hosen red he went full fettisly. E clad he was full small and properly, All in a kirtle of light wadget, And thereupon he had a gay surplice, As white as is the blossom on the rise. A merry child he was, so God me save. Well, could he letten blood, and clip, and shave, And make a charter of land and acquittance? In twenty manners could he trip and dance After the school of Oxenford, though, And with his legs cast to and fro, And playin' songs on a small rebible. Thereto he sung sometimes a loud quinible, and as well could he play on a guitern. In all the town was brewhouse nor tavern that he not visited with his solas. There, as that any garnard tapster was, but sooth to say, he was some deal squamous, of farting and of speech dangerous this absalom that jolly was and gay went with a censer on the holy day sensing the wives of the parish fast and many a lovely look he on them cast and namely on this carpenter's wife to look on her him thought a merry life she was so proper and sweet and likerous, I dare well say, if she had been a mouse, and he a cat, he would her hent anon, this parish clerk, this jolly Absalom, hath in his heart such a love-longing, that of no wife took he none offering, for courtesy, he said, he would none. The moon at night full clear and bright shone, And Absalom his guitarn hath he taken, For paramours he thought for to waken, And forth he went, jolliff and amorous, Till he came to the carpenter's house, A little after the cock had he crow, And dressed him under a shot window, that was upon the carpenter's wall, He singeth in his voice gentle and small. Now, dear lady, if thy will be, I pray that ye will rue on me. Full well accordant to his guiturning, This carpenter awoke and heard him sing, And spake unto his wife, and said anon, what, Alison, hearest thou not Absalom that chanteth thus under our bower wall? And she answered her husband therewithal, Yes, God wot, John, I hear him every deal. This passeth forth, what will ye bet than well? For day to day this jolly Absalom so wooeth her, that him is woe-begone, he waketh all the night and all the dale to comb his locks broad and make him gay. 
he wooeth her by means and by brocage and swore he would be her own page he singeth brocking as a nightingale he sent her piment mead and spiced ale and wafers piping hot out of the gleed and for she was of town he proffered mead for some folk will be wanen for richness and some for strokes and some with gentleness sometimes to show his lightness and mastery he playeth herod on a scaffold high but what availeth him as in this case so loveth she the hemdy nicholas that absalom may blow the buck's horn he had for all his labour but a scorn and thus she maketh absalom her ape and all his earnest turneth to a jape forsooth is this proverb it is no lie men say right thus alway the nigh sly maketh oft time the far leaf to be loth for though that absalom be wood or wroth because that he far was from her sight this nigh nicholas stood still in his light now bear thee well thou hendy nicholas for absalom may wail and sing alas and so befell that on a saturday this carpenter had gone to ozenay and hendy nicholas and alison accorded were to this conclusion that nicholas shall shape him a while the silly jealous husband to beguile and if so were the game went aright she should sleepen in his arms all night for this was her desire and his also and right anon without words mo this nicholas no longer would he tarry but doth full soft unto his chamber carry both meat and drink for a day or tway and to her husband bade her for to say if that he asked after nicholas she should say she wist not where he was of all the day she saw him not with eye she trowed he was in some malady for no cry that her maiden could him call he would answer for naught that might befall thus passed forth all thilk saturday that nicholas still in his chamber lay and ate and slept and did what him list till sunday that the sun went to rest this silly carpenter had great marvail of nicholas or what thing might him ail and said i am a drad by saint thomas it standeth not aright with nicholas god shield that he died suddenly this world is now full fickle sickerly i saw to-day a corpse born to church that now on monday last i saw him worch go up quod he unto his knave anon clep at his door or knock with a stone look how it is and tell me boldly 
This knave went him up, full sturdily, and at the chamber door, while that he stood, he cried and knocked, as that he were wood. "'What how? What do ye, Master Nikolai? How may ye sleepen all the long day?' But all for naught, he heard not a word, and whole he found full low upon the board, whereas the cat was wont in for to creep, and at that hole he looked in full deep, and at the last he had of him a sight. This Nicholas sat ever gaping upright, for he had kiked on the new moon. Adown he went and told his master soon in what array he saw this ilk man. This carpenter to blissen him began, and said, Now help us, Saint Frideswide, a man what little what shall him betide. This man is fallen with his astronomy into some woodness or some agony. I thought I well how that it should be. Men should know not of God's privity. Yea, blessed be alway a lewed man, that not but only his believe can. So farred another clerk with astronomy. He walked in the fields for to pry upon the stars what there should befall, till he was in a moral pity fall. He saw not that, but yet by St. Thomas me rueth sore of Handy Nicholas. He shall be rated of his studying, if that I may, by Jesus, heaven's king, get me a staff that I may underspore, while that thou, Robin, heavest off the door, he shall out of his studying, as I guess. And to the chamber door he gan him dress. His knave was a strong carl for the nonce, and by the hasp he heaved it off at once. Into the floor the door fell down anon. This Nicholas sat aye as still as stone, And ever he gaped upward into the air. The carpenter weened he were in despair, And hent him by the shoulders mightily, And shook him hard, and cried spitously, What, Nicholas? What how, man, look a-down, awake, and think on Christ's passion. I crouch thee from elves and from whites. Therewith the knight's spell he said he anon writes, and the four halves of the house about, and on the threshold of the door without, Lord Jesus Christ and Saint Benedite, Bless this house from every wicked wight, From the night-mare, the white pater noster, Where wonnest thou now, Saint Peter's sister? And at the last this 
Hendy Nicholas gan for to sigh full sore, and said, Alas, shall all time world be lost eftsoons now? This carpenter answered, What sayest thou? What? Think on God, as we do, men that swink. This Nicholas answered, Fetch me a drink, and after will I speak in privity of certain thing that toucheth thee and me. I will tell it no other man certain. This carpenter went down and came again, and brought of mighty ale a large quart, and when that each of them had drunk his part, this Nicholas his chamber door fast shet, and down the carpenter by him he set, and said, John, mine host full leaf and dear, thou shalt upon thy truth swear me here, that to no wight thou shalt my counsel ray, for it is Christ's counsel that I say, and if thou tell it, man, thou art forlorn, for this vengeance thou shalt have therefore, that if thou ray me, thou shalt be wood. Nay, Christ forbid it for his holy blood, quoth then this silly man, I am no blab, nor though I say it am I leaf to gab. Say what thou wilt, I shall it never tell to child or wife by him that harried hell. Now, John, quoth Nicholas, I will not lie. I have, if found in my astrology, as I have looked in the moon, bright, that now, on Monday next, quarter night shall fall a rain, and that so wild and wood, that never half so great as Noah's flood. This world, he said, in less than half an hour shall all be drained. So hideous is the shower. Thus shall mankind drench and lose their life. This carpenter answered, Alas, my wife, and shall she drench? Alas, my Alison. For sorrow of this he fell almost adown, and said, Is there no remedy in this case? Why, yes, for God quoth Hendy Nicholas, if thou wilt worken after lore and red, thou mayest not worken after thine own head. For thus saith Solomon, that was full true, work all by counsel, and thou shalt not rue. And if thou work wilt by good counsel, I undertake without mast or sail, yet shall I save her, and thee and me. Hast thou not heard how saved was Noah, when that our Lord had warned him beforn, that all the world with water should be lorn? Yes, quoth this carpenter, full yore ago. Hast thou not heard, quoth Nicholas, also 
the sorrow of Noah, that his fellowship, that he had ere he got his wife to ship, him had been lever I dare well undertake, at thilke time than all his weathers black, that she had had a ship herself alone. And therefore knowest thou what is best to be done. This asketh haste, and of an hasty thing men may not preach or make tarrying. Anon go get us fast into this inn, a kneading trough, or else a kemelin, for each of us. But look that they be large, in which we shall swim as in a barge and have therein vitile sufficient but for one day fie on the remnant the water shall aslake and go away about prime upon the next day but robin may not know of this thy knave nor eke thy maiden gill i may not save ask me not why for though thou ask me i will not tell god's privity sufficeth thee but if thy wit be mad to have as great a grace as noah had thy wife shall i well saven out of doubt go now thy way and speed thee hereabout but when thou hast for her and thee and me gotten us these kneading tubs three then shalt thou hang them in the roof full high, so that no man our purveyance espy. And when thou hast done thus, as I have said, and hast our vitale fair in them laid, and eke an axe to smite the cord in two, when that the water comes, that we may go and break an ole on high upon the gable, into the garden-word, over the stable, that we may freely pass forth our way when that great shower is gone away. Then shalt thou swim, as merry I undertake, as doth the white duck after her drake. Then will I clep. How Alison, how John, be merry, for the flood will pass anon, and thou wilt say, Hail, Master Nicolay, good morrow, I see thee well, for it is day, and then shall we be lords all our life of all the world as Noah and his wife. But of one thing, I warn thee full right, be well advised, on that ilka night, when we be entered into ship's board, that none of us not speak a single word, nor clip, nor cry, but be in his prayer, for that is God's own hest, dear. Thy wife and thou must hangen far atween, For that betwixt you shall be no sin 
no more in looking than there shall indeed. This ordinance is said, Go, God, thee speed, to-morrow night, when men be all asleep in our kneading tubs, we will creep and sit there, abiding God's grace. Go now thy way, I have no longer space to make of this no longer sermoning. Men say thus, send the wise and say nothing. Thou art so wise, it needeth thee not teach. Go, save our lives, and that I thee beseech. This silly carpenter went forth his way. Full oft he said, Alas, and well a day. And to his wife he told his privity, and she was where and better knew than he what all this quaint cast was for to say. But nay the less she feared as she would day, and said, Alas, go forth thy way anon, help us to scape, or we be dead, each one. I am thy true and very wedded wife. Go, dear spouse, and help to save our life. Lo, what a great thing is affection! Men may die of imagination, so deeply may impression be take. This silly carpenter begins to quake. He thinketh verily that he may see this new flood come weltering as the sea to drenchen Alison, his honey dear. He weepeth, waileth, maketh sorry cheer. He sigheth with full many a sorry sow. He goeth and getteth him a kneading trough, and after that a tub, and a kemelin, and privily he sent them to his inn, and hung them in the roof full privily. With his own hand then made he ladders three to climb by the ranges and the stalks, upon the tubs hanging in the bulks, and victualled them, kemelin, trough, and tub, with bread and cheese and good ale in a jub, sufficing right enough as for a day. But ere that he had made all this array, he sent his knave, and eke his wench also, upon his need to London for to go, and on the Monday when it drew to-night he shut his door without candlelight, and dressed everything as it should be. And shortly up they climbed, all the three. They sat still well a furlong way. Now, Paternoster clum, said Nicolay, and clum, quoth John, and clum, said Alison. This carpenter said his devotion, and still he sat and bided his prayer, awaking on the rain if he it hear. The dead sleep, for weary business, fell on this carpenter right as I guess, about the curfew time, or little more. 
for travail of his ghost he groaned sore and eft he routed for his head mislay adown the latter stalked nicolay and alison full soft adown she sped without words more they went to bed there as the carpenter was wont to lie there was the revel and the melody and thus lay alison and nicholas in business of mirth and in solace until the bell of lauds gone to ring and friars in the chancel went to sing this parish clerk this amorous absalon that is for love alway so woe begone upon the monday was at osine with company him to disport and play and asked upon a cass a cloisterer full privily after john the carpenter and he drew him apart out of the church and said i not i saw him not here work since saturday i trow that he be went for timber where our abbot hath him sent and dwellen at the grange a day or two for he is wont for timber for to go or else he is at his own house certain where that he be i cannot soothly sane this absalon full jolly was and light and thought now is the time to wake all night for sickerly i saw him not stirring about his door since day began to spring so may i thrive but i shall at cock-crow full privily go knock at his window that stands full low upon his bower wall to alison then will i tell in all my love longing for i shall not miss that at the least way i shall her kiss some manner comfort shall i have parfait my mouth hath itched all this live-long day that is a sign of kissing at the least all night i met eke i was at a feast therefore i will go sleep an hour or tway and all the night then will i wake and play when that the first cock crowed had anon up rose this jolly lover absalon and he arrayed gay at point devise but first he chewed grains and liquorize to smell sweet ere he had combed his hair under his tongue a true love he bare for thereby thought he to be gracious then came he to the carpenter's house and still he stood under the shot window unto his breast it wrought it was so low and soft he coughed with a semi-son what do ye honeycomb sweet alison my fair bird my sweet cinnamon awaken lemon mine and speak to me full little think ye upon my woe that for your love i sweat thereas i go no wonder is that i do swelt 
and sweat, I mourn as doth a lamb after the teat. I whistle, man, I have such love-longing, That like a turtle true is my mourning. I may not eat no more than a maid. Go from the window, thou jack-fool, she said. As help me, God, it will not be. Come, bar me. I love another, else I were to blame. Well, better than thee, by Jesus, Absalom, go forth thy way, or I will cast a stone, and let me sleep a twenty-devil way. Alas, quoth Absalom, and well away, that true love ever was so ill beset. Then kiss me, since it may be no bet, for Jesus' love and for the love of me. Wilt thou then go thy way therewith? quoth she. Yea, certes, le man, quoth this Absalom. Then make thee ready, quoth she, I come anon. And unto Nicholas she said, full still, Now, peace, and thou shalt laugh anon thy fill. This Absalom down set him on his knees, and said, I am a lord at all degrees, for after this I hope there cometh more. Lemon, thy grace, and sweet bird, thine oar. The window she undid, and that in haste. Have done, quoth she, Come off and speed thee fast, Lest that our neighbours should thee espy. Then Absalom gan wipe his mouth full dry. Dark was the night, as pitch or as the coal, And at the window she put out her hole, And Absalom him fell na bet na worse, But with his mouth he kissed her naked arse, full savourly. When he was ware of this, aback he start, and thought it was amiss. For well he wist, a woman hath no beard. He felt a thing all rough and long he haired, and said, Fie, alas, what have I do? Tee-hee, quoth she, and clapped to the window too, and Absalom went forth at sorry pace. A beard, a beard, said Handy Nicholas. By God's corpus this game went fair and well. This silly Absalom heard every deal, and on his lip he gan for anger bite, and to himself he said, I shall thee quite. He rubbeth now, who frotteth now his lips, with dust, with sand, with straw, with cloth, with chips. But Absalom, that saith full oft, Alas, my soul betake I unto Sathanas, but me were liever than all this town. Quoth he, I this despite a rockin' for to be. Alas! 
Alas, that I have been, I blent. His hot love is cold, and all equent. For from that time that he had kissed her arse, Of paramours he set not a carse. For he was healed of his malady, Full often paramours he gan defy, And weep as doth a child that hath been beat. A soft pace he went over the street, Unto a smith, men callen Dan Garvis, That in his forge smithed plough harness, He sharped share and coulter busily, This Absalom knocked all easily, And said, Undo, Garvis, and that anon. What? Who art thou? It is I, Absalom. What? Absalom, what? Christ's sweet tree! Why rise so wrath? Hey, Benedicite, what aileth you? Some gay girl, God it wot, Hath brought you thus upon the vire-tote. By Saint Neot, ye wot well what I mean. This Absalom he wrought not a bean. Of all his play no word again he gaff, For he had more tow on his distaff. Then Garvice knew, and said, Friend so dear, that hot coulter in the chimney here Lend it to me, I have therewith to dawn. I will it bring again to thee full soon. Garvis answered, Certes, were it gold or in a poke, nobles all untold, Thou shouldst it have, as I am a true smith. Nay, Christ's foot, what will ye do therewith? Thereof, quoth Absalom, be as be may, I shall well tell it thee another day. And caught the coulter by the cold steel. Full soft out at the door he gan to steal, And went unto the carpenter's wall. He coughed first, and knocked there withal Upon the window, light as he did air. This Alison answered, Who is there that knocketh so? I warrant him a thief. Nay, nay, quoth he, God wot my sweet lef, I am thine Absalom, my own darling of gold, quoth he, I have thee brought a ring, my mother gave it me, so God me save, full fine it is, and thereto may ye grave, this will I give to thee, if thou me kiss. Now Nicholas was risen up to piss, And thought he would amenden all the jape. He should kiss his arse, ere that he scape. And up the window did he hastily, And out his arse he put full privily, Over the buttock to the haunch-bone, And therewith spake this clerk, this Absalom. Speak, sweet bird, I know not where thou art. This Nicholas anon let fly a fart, As great as it had been a thunder-dent, That with the stroke he was well nigh e-blent. But he was ready with his iron 
hot, and Nicholas amid the arse he smote. Off went the skin and hand-breadth all about, The whole culter burned so his tout, That for the smart he weaned he would die, As he were wood for woe he gan to cry, Help! Water! Water! Help for God's heart! This carpenter, out of his slumber start, and heard one cry, Water! as he were wood, and thought, Alas, now cometh Noah's flood. He sat him up without words mo, and with his axe he smote the cord in two, and down went all. He found neither to sell, nor bread, nor ale, till he came to the cell, Upon the floor, and there in swoon he lay. Up started Alison and Nicolay, and cried out, A harrow in the street. The neighbors all, both small and great, In ran for to garn on this man, That yet in swoon lay, both pale and wan. For with the fall he broken had his arm, But stand he must unto his own harm, For when he spake he was anon borne down With Hendy Nicholas and Alison. They told to every man that he was wood. He was aghast, so of Noah's flood. Through fantasy, that of his vanity, He had bought him kneading-tubs three, And had them hanged in the roof above, And that he prayed them for God's love To sitten in the roof for company, the folk gan laughin at his fantasy. Into the roof they kiken and they gape, And turned all his harm into a jape. For whatsoe'er this carpenter answered, It was for naught, no man his reason heard. With oaths great he was so sworn adown, That he was holden wood in all the town. For every clerk anon right held with other, They said, the man was wood, my leave, brother, And every white gan laughin' at his strife. Thus swived was the carpenter's wife, For all his keeping and his jealousy, And Absalom hath kissed her nether eye, And Nicholas is scalded in the tout. This tale is done. And God save all the rout. End of the Miller's Tale.